Sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation, you're listening to Spoiler Alert. It's Spoiler Alert. Yay! That's our jingle. Uh, I'm your host, Johnny Destructo. With me this week is Len. Hey, what's up? This is the Bat Tribble. Noel. Hi. And Brian. Hi, it's Brian. Can, <laughs> it is Brian. <laughs> Can that actually be our jingle? Just, that's our jingle. Done. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us here at 4327 Main Street, Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Maniunk, PA. It is Saturday morning. We've got our coffee. We've got some pumpkin pie. It was good. It was good pumpkin pie. You're welcome. Not yeah. a typical breakfast meal, but still. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe it should be. Yeah. Oh, but Sarah, here's, here's, the the podcast, thing. here's the thing. Maybe it will be. What is the difference between having pumpkin pie for breakfast uh-huh. or, say, waffles and syrup? Or I mean, a bowl of cinnamon toast crunch. They're different foods. There are many differences, but wait, are they different foods? Hold <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> super different. This is pumpkin pie that we have here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, they're all sweet, and I'm with you. I think. I think. I it, think we should. Uh, eat the argument is with format of food, right? Not like with the shape. Eating it, not with like eating <laughs> eating something sweet for breakfast. Yeah. Like if that. Like I mean, that could literally just be. A round waffle so if, with syrup on if it. This was a, if this was a pumpkin-flavored scone or Danish, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. That'd be awesome. it's not even a question. Like, it's a breakfast food. Ooh, that is yeah. also more right. bread and more, you know, waffle is mostly like bread, which is sustenance. Mm-hmm. This has got a little bit of bread with whatever pumpkin pie filling is. Compote. It's, it's good, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what, yeah. what's your favorite breakfast, guys? That's what we're here for, right? Yeah, let's ooh, get back to breakfast. Yeah, the bre- that, welcome breakfast. to the breakfast podcast. <laughs> breakfast alert. Uh, bre- <laughs> <our jingle. laughs> uh, well, write us in and tell us your favorite breakfast. I think mine is is waffles and like bacon. Oh no, and a little bit of sausage and syrup. Oh. Mm. Bacon the and bacon. sausage. I mean, well, sure. Okay. All right. But yeah, so if if there's a waffle or a pancake involved, yeah. there's got to be a sausage involved, which then means there's got to be sausage dipped in syrup. Okay. Got you. This my dream. Well, it's gotta cool. be. It's gotta be like a perfect cut, like a piece of sausage and then a piece of uh, pancake or yeah. waffle, mm-hmm. and then dipped in nope. syrup and all yeah. together. Oh, all three. Yeah. Oh, you're a fucking you madman. When you get waffles, uh, so this is apparently a thing. When you get waffles or pancakes and sausage, do you also get eggs? I will. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say no to eggs. Because when I make it at home, it's just like, who wants eggs? And some people are just like, nope. Oh, I love eggs. It can be a lot, but it can be a lot. It's yeah. more like if I get eggs, sometimes I like an additional pancake. Which yeah. is like one pancake. Yeah. You know. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But usually if I get a waffle, I don't get a pancake. I don't get eggs. Yeah. Because it's like one big Belgian waffle. I don't pancakes, waffles, eggs, actually. waffles, no eggs. Sausage. I think that's kind of sausage for both. Yeah, uh, always. Waffles okay. are more substantial. You know what I mean? You only yeah. get one waffle, but usually you could have like a short stack of pancakes or more. So you just get one pancake. It's like just I, a, Which a doesn't bit. necessarily make sense because pancakes are much more dense. They're small. Why would you want more because they're more dense? Versus yeah, waffles. No, you know I, I get mean? it. I oh, get right. it. I'm just saying, yeah, like, yeah, it would yeah. fill. They fill you hmm. faster than yeah, waffles, waffles do. do. But you know, the, the right. general conceit is just like one waffle's enough. But right. waffles are more whimsical, which makes me happy. Because yeah. they're, they're airy. Yeah. And they're All airy those and nooks and crannies. Yeah, Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A little nook, little cranny. Yeah. Nothing like a cranny for the ice cream to go yeah, in. Nothing like a cranny. You heard it here first. Let's. We got letters. We got letter jingle. Oh, we got lots and lots and lots and lots of... Ah, you ruined it. All this camaraderie and laughter ruins the letter segment. Um, Christopher Goodnight wrote in. This one's called, Have You Recorded Yet? We did. We had. We had. Yeah. Hey, spoiler alert. Not sure if you have recorded yet, but I've been super busy and really tired and forgot to email until just now. I wasn't thrilled with all the designs of the Legion of Superhero characters. If Triplicate Girl absorbs her dupes... Which costume does she end up in? It's the same problem with Madrox, but when he creates dupes of himself, they are always wearing the same clothes. That's actually that's a solid question. That's a good question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there is a partial answer to that in previous. Like sometimes they have different symbols, and then the when they symbols merge, emerge. It's a combination yeah. Of, yeah. yeah so the, the hair color could also do the same thing, and the yeah, various colors. It's you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Berserker Unbound ended horribly. If that was the ending, I did like New Mutants. Can't wait to hear what you thought of Family Tree. 
Uh, did we, we, we did review Train. Which one was Family Tree? That was the uh, one. The Phil Hester. No, Phil oh, Hester. Phil Hester. Oh, no. the people. Oh, right. Yeah, it was was, wasn't it Joe? No, Dollhouse people, Family was. Oh, that's right. Yeah, people right, right. were growing. That was good. Turn I like it. Yeah, 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 it was yeah. a great book. All right. He sent another one. We're going to leave that for next week. Michael Drown <laughs> also wrote in. We're a week behind. We're gonna, he's he's going to be he's gonna be upset with you. <laughs> You're going to hear from, from Chris. Michael Drown wrote in and he said, love the show. Oh. Yeah. Hey, guys. Long time listener. First time mailer. Oh. Hi. Welcome. I just wanted to let you guys know that I've been enjoying this show for the last couple of years, and I've always laughed at the jokes you make. Oh. One thing that did bother me, though, face. and the reason I'm emailing, is mm. that there's one of the hosts, Len or Lean, something like that, that has been really disrespectful with the way he treats the art he doesn't like. What I mean is, just as making a podcast takes time and effort, I guess for those comic creators it also takes time and effort, and then... That someone gratuitously talks dollar sign, pound sign, exclamation point plus about the work, I don't find it very, very respectful. It's okay not to like it, and the way the rest of the hosts deal with it is more respectful. You explain why you don't appreciate the artwork, but not just talk crap about it, like this gentleman did in the latest episode. For example, referring to Yvette Leviathan and Fallen Angels. I think it would be nice of him that if he has any issues, talk in a more comprehensive way about the art he doesn't like, instead of just kicking it on the floor, or maybe just pass and keep your comments for something good. I listen to this podcast because I want recommendations on the good stuff, not to hear people crapping on art. For that, I have Twitter. Cheers, mates. Keep on the good work. Mike. So that is a excellent email. Thank you for writing in. I also, I have, I mean, and this is just me being a pussycat, is like, we've mentioned it on the show before, if there is a book that the, the lot of us do not like, if we, we all decide that book was not good, we won't review it, because we don't like to take it, because I, I am cognizant of the work that goes into these books, and I, I, I'm too um, empathetic, mm -hmm. and so... I would just be like, man, if that was me working on this book and then like people were just taking big old poopies on it, I'd feel bad, you know? So uh, I do try to curtail that a little bit. There are times where like I'll be like, oh, Jesus, that's bad art. Yeah. But I always try to come up with something yeah. to describe maybe why it's not for me. I think I always end with, it's not for me. Right. Even right. if I just hate the book, well, it's, I'm not the audience for that book. And I think coming up with a, re you know, saying that, I didn't like it for this reason. It's perfectly valid. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I don't like it when yeah. it's too sketchy. Or sure. Whatever. Also, also you know, to, kind of to, to be fair, uh, like, two points. To be fair, um, even of the harshness was explained as to why Len found it harsh. Or, or found for it the Van Leviathan specifically. Yeah, that well, one? both. Actually, both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you explained yourself. Yes, I did. There you go. I have no problem with his email. Yeah, I have yeah. no problem with his... his uh, this opinion. email was garbage. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most trash email. <laughs> <laughs> As someone who is not just a critic of comics, someone who actually has in the past written and drawn comics myself mm -hmm. um, and has written books myself and a bit of a creative, I appreciate that everyone's hard work that they put into something. Yeah, of course. I take that into um, account every time I look at something. But if I don't like it, I don't like it, mm -hmm. and I'm going to tell you if I don't like it. Now, if I don't like it and it's not for me, mm -hmm. to put it in your words, then I'll say that. Mm -hmm. And if I don't like it because I feel that the artist, regardless of how many hours they may have slaved at this, did not do a good job, mm -hmm. I'm going to say that mm -hmm. as well. Now, sometimes I may be a little harsher about my critique. I try to generally keep that to people I feel like maybe deserve it case in point event leviathan mm -hmm. as i pointed out i was a huge fan of alex milev since his days in daredevil i and he pretty much has stayed consistent but he's consistently got worse as an artist to me for whatever reason and i tried to point out the reasons that i saw mm -hmm. that showed the decline in his art in event leviathan was I maybe a little bit more demonstrative about it? Sure. Keeping in with the jovial nature of the show and the right, conversation. Right. But I made sure to point out exactly what I didn't like about his art. Yeah. Same thing in regards to Fallen Angel, which I even said at the end, 
that it's perhaps because I was distracted by how much I didn't enjoy the art that made me underappreciate the story. Mm -hmm. So I actually even pointed that out as well. So, And also there's a little bit when we're doing a show, there are times where I'll get up in my hackles about stuff Mm -hmm. and like it's partly because it's fun. Yeah, of like it's it fun. It's fun show. It's good, it's, you know, yeah, good yeah, show yeah. doing, yeah. Uh, show making. Um, and it's I think, I think it's also funny, Len, that for uh, what was it? A couple weeks ago, we were getting emails that said you guys are too nice. Right. <laughs> what, what happened to the assholes that used to be on the show? You guys are like all pleasant. Oh, I, think, <laughs> I think they just wanted us to be mean to each other. Like, oh, they, I think <laughs> if they want us to be mean, Shut every up. single book. If they want us to be mean, every single book should be drawn by Alex Maleev, um, Diodato, Diodato, <laughs> Diodato, yeah, and now Kudransky. Just oh yeah, yeah. Simon Tr- Kudransky, yeah. Um, oh, but I do. You know what? I I do love that people feel comfortable comfortable writing in and, and expressing themselves with us and everything like yeah, that dude, so. that was awesome yeah Although, so i love it i would like to say he said you know i always loved the the show mm-hmm. and i've now moved to write in because there's this thing that i wasn't into uh-huh. but guys write in like yeah. if you yeah. like it it would be cool to one sentence yeah. here's what yes. i like about it you know uh, what i mean and we'll listen read it, i need that we'll constant talk about it for a while <laughs> yeah. affirmation exactly yeah. i'll read more it before and I go more to bed. often yeah. I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tattoo it on my back <laughs> so only i can see it um, all right, let's move on to this week's comic books. Absolute Carnage number five, written by Donnie Cates with art by Ryan Stegman. Diamond has this to say Venom and Carnage to the death. That's it. That's all it does. Part Diamond is succinct. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. We'll, we'll, we'll take that back later on some of the other ones. Um, so, man, Absolute Carnage. I think top to bottom was a bucket of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it all the way through. I really like Ryan Stegman's artwork. Um, he's a guy that started off very Todd McFarlane-y mm-hmm. when he first came about, back when he was drawing like the Scarlet Spider, and I think he did a little bit of Fantastic Four maybe five, six years ago. Um, and, uh, yeah, Donnie Cates has hit my radar. He, he hit it hard with Thanos wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first big thing I read from him where I was just like, oh, I'm going to keep an eye on this guy. Um, and I'm excited that he's going to be taking over for Jason Aaron with Thor. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I, I think this is a lot of fun. The flip with we had the maker and he was trying to take all the codis, code, codexes? codices, 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 codices. Yeah, yeah. from all of the symbiote wearers and destroy them. But turns out, well, that rapscallion, he was just uh. storing them. And then, you know, uh, Carnage takes the Venom symbiote and he merges with that. And then Brock is able to get all of those other codices and then fight and then he murders he murders it was but it was i mean is he though did he really kill him well i mean it was it was kind of a it was kind of cletus a cool Cassidy. it was a cool move at the very end with um so cletus has literally all of enough codices save for one or two inside mm. of him that'll wake up null yeah and then not Venom. Noel. <laughs> no, not, no. not you. I'm no. gonna wake you I'm, up. Well, I'm, there are not enough to wake I am you perpetually asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Noel, uh, the and, symbiote god. And Brock has the other, uh, the rest of the other ones to yeah. fight him off. So it's a no-win situation. Uh, uh, Carnage gives it to him like I'm gonna kill your son, mm-hmm. and your son has some symbiote in him, so that'll be enough to wake it up. Or I'm gonna kill. You're gonna kill me. And that'll be enough to wake it up. So you're gonna you're gonna choose your son or the world, mm-hmm. and Brock. Well, I was straight like, up murks him. I was like, oh man, I wonder how he's gonna get out of this predicament and yeah. not wake up Noel. Yeah, no, uh, no, no, you woke no. up Noel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it was it was a, it was a great moment because Eddie Brock as a character, at least as as Donny Cates has been writing him, is mm-hmm. is a he's not a thoughtful character. He's an active character right. and he's destructive and reckless, mm-hmm. but he's got a huge heart. So mm-hmm. the idea of him just immediately saying. Fucked the world, and killed him. Yeah, was just it was perfect. Yeah, like it was it, it very was Brockian, true to the character, as the yeah. philosopher said. Yeah, but, <laughs> I was uh, Brockian, uh, Brockian age. Yeah, the, the, the very, Brockian <laughs> age. Uh, but and I also too love. I, I'm a sucker for the way that this book ended. This is how he started his um, Guardians run with like a cold open and a hard, uh, a hard like hard stop. title stop. Yeah. Um, and he ended it with this emotional beat and the kid realizing, like, oh, I'm your son. And it's just, boom, absolute carnage. It's, yeah. I, it, it reinforced the fact that we, we said this during issue one. This is like a big action move B movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he literally ended it the exact same way. Yep. Like, it was a, 
It was successful tone all the yeah. way through. I, I really, really dug this. And I hate Carnage. Mm-hmm. I hate Venom. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading this shit. I enjoy both Carnage and Venom. I really don't care for all of the extraneous symbiotes that have come along mm-hmm. since, like the deluge of symbiotes. I really just like those two cats. Um, but the thing that uh, I wanted to ask. Oh, so in the book, all of this has been to wake up Noel, the symbiote god, who I guess is some going to do bad stuff. I wasn't sure if that portion of the story would be concluded in this series but really it's just okay he's awake now there will probably be some other event coming down the line Mm -hmm. yeah how do you feel about that like this feels like a setup to another event as big and fun as this was i kind of fit i thought it would be like boop this is it here we go we're done with it but how do you guys feel that it's sort of setting up another event down the line i mean i I, I'm okay with it because okay. it, it there was still um, it still concluded. There was a emotional conclusion as well as like literal conclusion. Mm-hmm. It seeded what comes next. You could just read this and be like, all right, whatever. Because yeah. Null itself was only like a MacGuffin from the point of this story, like mm-hmm. just to wake him up, and that's what they want to do. Yeah. But the actual um, antagonist has been Carnage and his army the whole time. Yeah, yeah. So it didn't feel it's not like absolute Null. Yeah, it didn't uh, feel like. <laughs> I, I could tell what they were doing, but I was having so much fun, it didn't really bother me. And yeah. if the next thing is as bug nuts fun as this, then yeah, bring it on. Cool. Yeah. Did you guys read it? I did not read it. Do you feel, though, having read it, that there is, it, it seemed to me that there's an odd sort of cosmic nature being added to mm, the symbiotes the whole, with yeah. the whole oh, sure. thing and for all that. Sure. Do you feel like it fits? When it first happened in Venom. Yeah. I went, well, this is weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But then the more I read it, the more I was like, huh. all right. I kind of right. settled into it. Okay. And there were so many neat ideas happening and different okay. things. And the fact that he was able to tie, Donny Cates was able to tie in the Venom symbiote god with the uh, ebony blade from Thor, you know, oh, gore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, what's that? The all black? The all black. Or, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, shit. That's huh. kind of cool. Like two different art, um, writers yeah, sort yeah. of like... Working in tandem, I thought, yeah, very cool. That's sort of like my the fun part of comic books for me. Sure, is like this writer over here has done this. Oh well, this other writer comes in and goes. Oh, I'm going to use that for this over here, and we can connect these dots, and it'll be fun for the audience. And it is, I like it. Cool. Well, he he did something. We I I talked about it a little bit, but he did something similar with this, uh, like that with the Silver Surfer Black, Mm -hmm. which you know threw back in time billions of years, gave you a little bit of an origin of Null, and then how he was essentially defeated and cast off for a couple million years Mm -hmm. that led into almost like a prequel to him showing up in the Venom book. This is, Cates is doing like a weird, fun, almost Bendis-y kind of playing with so many different toys in the Marvel Universe and not really connecting them right away, but then swooping in after. It's it's confident. It's really cool. This Mm. feels like an era that I'm going to remember fondly of like, oh man, the Jason Aaron Thor with the Venom and the, uh, Mm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Cool. Uh, let's move on to Flash Forward number three, written by Scott Lobdell with art by Brett Booth. The rift between the multiverse and the dark multiverse is growing wider, and evil dark energy is threatening all the planets in its path. It's up to Wally West to journey to these worlds and purge them of this darkness. But the greater darkness is that from within. Oh. The destruction has now found its way to Earth 43, where Roy Harper is the world's premier vampire hunter and Wally's only hope of surviving. So I uh, didn't care for the first two issues of this. No. I partially cared for this issue. Ah. <laughs> that's a, that's an upswing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I keep, here's the thing. I keep reading it because it's Wally West. Of course. Ugh, right. I and wish... it's like a book. It's not just Wally West in a comic, but it's yeah. a comic that seems like it will like have an impact on yeah. Wally West's character, mm-hmm. bring him back, hopefully, from something that I don't yeah. think either of us liked. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. How did you like it? Um... I felt similarly. It was it was more fun mm-hmm. than the previous ones. Uh, the <laughs> Batman choosing to become a vampire. Yeah. Well, that's not going to work out to, well. To of course. beat Dracula. <laughs> to beat Dracula, yeah. right? So I guess this is kind of like the Red Rain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. Reality, if not in, if not exactly, but implicitly, certainly implied. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think I don't think they did this before, but the symbol, Wally's symbol, is like that kind of dark purple star. Uh, field kind of thing huh. that I think is because he's got whatever going on from Tempest, Fugonaut. Yeah, yeah. You know, it has to do with that route. Oh, I didn't thing. notice that. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't think it was the case in the previous issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're drawing 
it's an it's an interesting idea. Oh, that looks nice. A, it's cool, right? Yeah. Um, I like the idea of the lightning kind of coming out from that and around him, mm-hmm. which um, is is I don't know. It's an interesting idea. It took me a little bit to figure out that that's or to see that that's what was happening. Mm-hmm. I think they're doing something similar uh, when when the flash is there. The flash shows up too. They do this. Right. I think it might just be a choice of the artist, like having yeah. the light yeah, yeah, bolt yeah. around the chest. That's pretty. Oh cool. no, that, I think it is a yeah. choice of the artist. I just think it's a it's really cool. it's a cool choice. Uh, certainly, like worth exploring. Um, I thought it was kind of he was like, uh, oh, you know, kryptonite hurts Superman, but wood hurts vampires. Yeah. I'll put wood near him. Yeah, it's not <laughs> it's I, not radiating wood. I had a little <laughs> trouble with that. Right. Um, because he's still Superman, <laughs> right, which exactly. means he's impervious. But because he's a vampire, well, is he not impervious to wood? Like, I think and he also, wouldn't be because it's a magic thing, and oh, so the rules of that would shoot, be right. right. But I, my thing with it is like, well, why didn't put wood? Into his heart, or he just surrounded him with wood. Yeah, like, like Superman oh, no, yeah, can still just weird. move away. Oop, there's wood in my arm. Right, like, I don't exactly. think that's how It's always like a wooden stick. Gotta be in the, the heart. Door. Heart. It right, is right. specifically not just like oh shit, I got a splinter. I'm dust. And yes. I don't think any of this is in Superman's body at all. Maybe no, like one it's piece. It's kind of just like it's just like kryptonite would affect him. Like yeah. oh, if I surround him with kryptonite, he'll be incapacitated. Yeah. <laughs> so wood, same deal. Now I wonder if it's a psychological thing. Maybe the vampire uh, like section of it. Yes. Oh, for sure. Where okay. he's just like, oh, no, Wood. Huh. Yeah, but does Wally West know that? No. <laughs> well, we are assume. making allowances <laughs> because it, it feels <laughs> dumb. But I, I'm I trying to it, not make it feel dumb. <laughs> but I liked how it looks yeah. like the arc for, you know, Fuganaut is like, I've never before reignited the flame of a hero, and yeah. Wally seems to be. You know, it seems almost like the. I mean, he's stating the mission of the series to the audience. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys are upset that Wally West has done yeah. these things. I'm. Re- we, I am here to fix it. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm yeah. not doing a great job. So, but but I, if it gets done, working with what I can. We'll see do. what happens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you see what I'm working with. <laughs> talking about art. Yeah. I, I don't like it. Yeah. Very much. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I've said this many times. Brett Booth is not an artist that I find um, that I get enjoyment out of looking at. Um, generally. I'm slogging my way through a book. There's just something. It's, it's the thing is, the talent is there. The work is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything is there. It's just not something that appeals to my brain. There's just something about it that feels strange. Um, it's very dynamic. There's yes. a lot of like really aggressive posing yes. happening and mm-hmm. a lot of energy to every yes. page. All of these things in my head go, I'm saying it out loud, makes me think I should love it. Mm. And there's just something that keeps me from enjoying it. I, I think it might be just the, the way he draws faces. That I, I have a hard time connecting emotionally with hmm. the character. Uh, in the same way, maybe a Jim Lee um, only uses 10 or so facial expressions, or Rob True. Liefeld hmm. uses two. Hmm. Um, Does he have two? I'm being nice. Um, <laughs> we're, not, we're trying not to be mean here, Len. Um, so, um, uh, yeah, no I, I think it's the facial expressions are too over the top, very hmm. expressive, hmm. Uh, almost to the point of like it's too cartoony, and I don't feel any actual emotion emoting out of it. Hmm. See, I um, feel I, I like you said, the work is in the art. Yeah. You can't knock his work. You can't knock his talent. But especially at this point, where Brett Booth should be in his career, I would just think that the story tunnel would be more clear like the whole bit about the wood the reason why you really can't tell what's happening it's also because of the way it's drawn Mm -hmm. it's like superman is kind of like laid down and the wood is kind of like like a photoshop layer on top of him Mm -hmm. like you you can't really see what's happening yeah um i don't think the the storytelling is very clear and at some point Every artist, because almost every artist starts really just bombastic, want to do their great poses and everything like mm-hmm. that. But some point along the way, you realize that oh, I've got a story I've got to tell, yeah. and sometimes I've got to pull back for sake of the story, mm-hmm. no matter how bonkers the story is. Mm-hmm. And at least in this story, that is what kept me away from it. I mean, I recognize that this is just like a big dumb adventure and it's a and it's a reformation project for Wally West. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. And it got this Tempest Fugit whatever Tempest Fugonaut. Fugonaut. Yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> Tempest yogurt. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know that that's Time a good point. Yogurt. Tempest <laughs> yogurt not. Tempest. So I recognize not. I recognize the story for what it is. So, you know, I'm I'm not gonna like sweat that too hard. Um 
the Justice League of Vampires. Really? Y'all couldn't come up with a better name than that? Um, yeah. Um, yeah, why would he change? Why would he go like, <laughs> well, we're still all about justice, but we're also vampires. <laughs> wait, wait, like, just, wait, justice for vampires or of vampires? But like you, coalition. Brian, I thought it was going to be like a, a uh, play on the whole Red Rain mm-hmm. storyline, which I would have loved. This would have been a challenge for Brett Booth to maybe draw this in a, like a Kelly Jones, Kelly Jones yeah. type of like type mm. of way. Let's see yeah, him yeah. kind of like mock that. Yeah. At least maybe even drew his Batman in that way. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I was waiting for. Yeah, the yeah. big splash of mm. him doing a Kelly Kelly Jones mm. Batman. Like, like the undulating cape that's yeah. kind of almost organic looking. Yeah, and that would have been like yeah. beast, you know? Yeah. It would be interesting if they did that for all the different oh, I was just universes in the yeah. series. Yeah. But I don't cool. think all of the universes are referencing other things we've seen yeah, before. Yeah. This is the first time where I was like, oh, I... I've seen this. Well, before. the Earth. We have seen Earth twenty three, I think, before with Superman, oh, we have? President right. Superman. Yeah, 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 but that yeah. was just. But it was, it was just regular recent. art. It's it, not I like mean, there was a like, yeah, stylistic, style. yeah, stylistic yeah. choice. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, but but you know, but for the most part, it's, it's it's. I felt about this the same way I felt about Carnage. Big dumb stupid, um, balls to the wall, old school comic book. Hmm. All right, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like Carnage a little bit more though. Carnage mm-hmm. was really cool. Yeah. I'll tell you what, you guys were talking about the art, and so I was going through at the time. I really like how he draws the Flash, like Barry yeah, Allen yeah. Flash. Like it's, uh, it's a really solid Flash drawing. You know what, what I mean? Wasn't he an artist uh, on the Flash at one time? Brett uh, Booth. I feel like he was. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm sure. Um, I think my my other problem is some of his muscle. His muscles are very exaggerated. Mm. Like if you look at that panel there with his leg muscles, what? I don't even. I can't even tell where the muscles are there. They're just lumps. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? They're, they just don't feel naturalistic. Muscly. Yeah, muscly. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but that's the cartooniness of his. Work, yeah, though. for sure. Yeah. yeah. But you know, it's just it's one of those things where I see his work now. And I think of his work back in Image, mm. and I haven't seen much of a progression mm-hmm. other than like, oh, we've added some more cross hatching and mm. tricks, right? As opposed to you know, kind of rebuilding from the ground up. Mm. But see, but it's interesting you mentioned about how Carnage, Absolute Carnage, you felt like at the end of the day that was a story that's kind of like a lead up to something else, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I feel like the same way with this thing, mm-hmm. and maybe and i didn't read all of absolute carnage but maybe like noel said with the way that it ended that felt kind of complete for me Mm -hmm. i have a funny feeling this is like almost going going to be incomplete i'd be curious of what this last yeah if if the last issue is just a blatant cliffhanger with no extra or or emotional Mm -hmm. resonance then it's gonna feel empty like on paper it's the exact same thing that absolute carnage is doing except that that told a complete story within mm-hmm. your cliffhanger or within like the nothing's not everything's resolved but right there's no cliffhanger if this ends with just what's wally gonna do i think and then you don't know till the next solicit <laughs> <laughs> i think yeah. it'll end with him feeling like a hero again like that's the arc that he's going for in this story but i do think i think you're right you guys are both right that it will there's some other thing that, you know, Tempest Fugonaut's up to stuff. Yeah, he's yeah. up to Here stuff. Here in We've Dark Multiverse. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, the, you know, the, I think the plot of this feels so thin and yeah. a little ethereal of just sort of like, well, there's <laughs> negative stuff going into dimensions. Go zap it with this screwdriver. Yeah. I had totally forgotten about that aspect of the story. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's yeah. like, That's oh, right. why is yeah. he going from world to world? It's so That's thin. why. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Almost everything about this book, uh, you know, save for some of our emotional reactions or responses to Wally West, almost everything about this book feels like a fill-in. Yeah. Mm. Uh, a, a placeholder for, yeah. mm. you know, between point A and B. No real Stakes. substance, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. just motion, yep. right? Yeah. Which, ah-ha! No, oh, hey, I didn't do that number he's, <laughs> uh, he's doing it really fast. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> ah, well. Olympia number one, written by Kurt, I don't keep wanting to say Piers, I guess it's Pyers, Kurt Pyers and Tony Pyers, with art by Alex Diotto. Elon is a latchkey kid who spends his days alone reading comic books until his favorite superhero, Olympian, comes crashing off the page and into reality. But as he nurses his wounded and delirious hero back to health, he discovers Olympian isn't the only thing that came through. Something evil followed him. A comedic yet heartfelt love letter to the comics medium, Olympia is also a meditation on hope and loss. 
Oh, shit. Conceived by Kurt Pyers with his father, Tony Pyers, while Tony was undergoing treatment for cancer. Oh, yeah. It was dedicated to there was And it was dedicated, dedicated to, to him. Yeah. Ooh. Well, all right. Um, it was great. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Was. it. I really um, enjoyed it, too. I didn't, I didn't know all that literally until I just read it. Oh, yeah. I feel I'm glad sure that get, I liked it now. I'm, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Woo! Um, but yeah, now I'm even a little bit more connected to it. I think, mm-hmm. wow, that's that's beautiful yeah. and lovely, and yeah. what a, what a very cool thing um, that I had no idea of until just now. Um, but before this, I thought the story was a lot of fun. It sort of, we're dealing with Jack Kirby esque. Yep. Yeah. You know, um, not not only art styles, but you know, um, concepts. Thank well, you, Thor, concepts. I mean, even. Uh, He's kind of like King Thor in a way. Yeah. You know, he's got the same color scheme. The other guy is very low key, mm-hmm. reminiscent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What's his name? Valane? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I laughed at that. that that's kind of cute. That's yeah, like yeah, old yeah. school comic booking. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, I also, before we get too far away, I thought it was cool. The, his, the dedication page was cool. There's a, oh, I his love birthday it. to the infinity symbol. Uh, yeah, that was sweet. Was, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I thought it was sweet. So, uh, yes. No. Did you, you Did you guys enjoy it? I did enjoy it. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, I thought the story was cool. I I always have a soft spot for the like classic comic homage kind mm-hmm. of thing, mm-hmm. um, especially when it's done, uh, you know, in the style of you know kind of deal. Really like Olympian's character design and that sword. Oh yeah, he's a cool sword. Yeah, and man. with like the open center and the red mm-hmm. thing in the circle. Oh yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, what do you think, one? I loved it. Yeah. I loved everything about this book. I didn't read the entire story just because of time's sake. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and also because, like I said, when I find something I really like and I'm enjoying it, I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm just waiting for the collection. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the art. I love the the switch from, you know, it looks like it's old school comic books and then you realize that you're actually reading a comic book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it turns to the the, um, the young kids. They're like page coloring. I yeah. mean, the, the white space coloring. Yeah, even yeah. Is. Yeah. yeah. I got to say, the first couple of pages there where you're reading the comic book within the comic book, yeah. I didn't realize that at first and I was like, oh, no. Oh jeez! I hope that like I thought I was reading the comic book. Well, oh, we I did. You would not have been into and it, and I was not into it. Well, and then I, we made the switch, and I went, "Oh, okay, here we go." Uh, <laughs> I did too when I thought, "Okay, this person is doing a, a Jack Kirby homage. Uh, let's see where this goes." And I was like, "Oh, okay, all right." Mm-hmm. I, and then all of a sudden, we're in, in real world, and the the storytelling, the like the the quiet moments, and the kids sneaking around the house to get the get the um in the medicine cabinet. Um, and I just I love the character building. This is top-notch comic book. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I loved it. Um, the artwork. I was I was sitting here watching. I'm looking, and like I know this. I know this. This looks so familiar to me. And I decided that it's Paul Azzeda, um from Outcast, mixed with Guy Davis from BPRD. Hmm. And those are that's a good combination. That I can feel some Guy nice. Davis. Yeah. Other yeah. than the coloring, it's got a lot of dark horse kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little Mignola verse to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely gonna keep up with this one. This I wonder, one's great. I wonder about the. So I'm, I'm, I didn't get a chance to read all of it. I'm actually, I was going through it while you guys were talking about it, and really just like loving it at a glance. Um, but I wonder the choice of what to censor and what not to censor doesn't really make sense. Hmm. Oh, what do you mean? Um, well, they say shit. Oh. They say the yes, F they word, do. the F A G word, right? Uh, which creeps me out, but then they'll yeah. censor fucking with like, well, that's rated R, right? Stuff. Well, that I mean, that's sort of that's yeah. that makes sense. So, what is it like with with um, rated what? R? You get one F, or no PG thirteen? You get one, one F bomb. Well, I just I wonder, like, just do it all or don't do any of it, right? I like, don't know. why do you curse for some? And so, it's just uh, this is yeah. almost not even about this book. Yeah, no, I get oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I think it's there's funny. No, there's no ratings with with these comic books mm-hmm. like it's just you, you re- are kind of rating yourself especially in english right. is is there a rating on the bo- back of the book like m plus or mm. i don't see something not on the cover anyway hold on it's actually rated teen plus 
Hmm. So I don't even know what that means. Yeah. Is yeah, that mature? I guess they what is do. that? What is it? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's... I mean, what? Well, I don't know. I well, mean, no, mature would be rated R. Teen plus is PG thirteen. So yeah, because teen teen is thirteen. Plus. So they're just like, man, maybe they're just trying to keep it safe. They want it to be kind of not all ages, but they don't want it to be rated R, so they keep the F out of there, so they don't anger any parents. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, but the F A G word is nah. true. It was really, it was really but jarring. It, yeah, there, it, it was it, jarring. And yeah. it felt, it felt so not to you know be all oddly sensitive about it. It just felt like. Well, if you're going to do that, then it's just like floodgates are open. Just talk like kids talk yeah. in their mm. uneducated yeah. and harsh ways. Just yeah. do it. Because some people to... might still be reserved about, about fuck. Well, they and should the be more fuck. reserved about you know? the, Yeah, they oh, should be more reserved about that. I understand. About the other one. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> right. no, because I was going to say <laughs> yeah. that, oh, all right, maybe he's trying, because it is a kid that says it's, it. It's a, it's a bully saying it. I get right. it. So I, right. So I, yeah, I, I got if you wanted to sound like he probably did sound but to your point then Just do it then let it go yeah yeah, yeah. yeah you got a point yeah. i saw i saw that movie the if you want to do it, just let it go. Let it go. <laughs> what was it? Oh, Frozen. frozen? And there's Frozen Two out of oh right now. Yeah. With our <laughs> skip your vacation. Let's go see Frozen Two. Um, so on a side note, because of that, I we was I was listening to the radio the other day, which is not something I do often. If I'm in my car, I have my iPod with Spotify, or I've got my CDs. Kids, ask your grandparents what CDs are, and. Uh, which actually, side side story, I have a I have a 25 year old friend named Kelly. She, uh, she got in my car, and uh, I asked her, "Oh, can you hand me that binder down there?" And she picks up my CD binder and goes, "What's this?" Huh? Had no idea what a CD binder was. Huh. Uh, felt so old. So anyway, back to my side story. Hmm. Uh, I was listening to the radio in my wife's car, and a uh, song by Panic at the Disco. Uh huh. Haven't you ever heard of closing a goddamn door? Yeah, yeah. No. I they, I think it's so, tragedies. it's so interesting to me, that they bleep out God, but not damn. Hmm. Isn't that strange? Yeah. That's, damn is not a curse word. God damn is a curse word. That's so neat. Anyway, um, that's true. That I'll tell you. Is it not? Yes, it's true. How so? Like, isn't isn't well, the concept of damnation like, like inherently? Well, I, well that's just know. it's just a verb, but then you turn it into a curse word by like. But that God verb is you. to be what? eternally tormented in <laughs> in a very religious. Let's episode. get you know Webster what I mean? on the phone. <laughs> Let's get that man on the <laughs> like, phone. Like Johnny Johnny Webster. Um, <laughs> They're all yeah, Johnny. They're all Johnny. Johnny Diamond and Johnny Webster Johnny, have coffee Johnny. together. That's the thing that frustrates me is, damn if damn should be the like ah damn it that should be the curse. Goddamn is only a curse to Christians. Well, right. It's I a mean, religious. Other based... religions have. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, I think "damn" is only a Christian thing. There's uh, other sure, religions sure don't right. damn for all time. I mean, there are punishments in like Greek, you know, Sisyphus and tar, uh, Tantalus are being punished for all of eternity. But it's not like that's a, that's them. Right. The gods decided to punish them. You could later, in retrospect, call it a damnation. But as far as I know, it's not like the word here's damn, this place that the evil word people damn go. itself is is just a normal verb or just a normal verb that doesn't necessarily have to do with Christian. It's to condemn, especially by the public expression of disapproval. It's uh, just to ah, condemn. It's just so, a oh, so it's not necessarily so turn it into to hell to goddamn. Then uh. it becomes a curse word because it's it's. Christian belief of like the the ultimate spite is to yeah. be damned by God. Interesting. Yeah. I thought it was always. I thought damn intrinsically meant you are going to the hell as conceived by the Christian people. Two, oh, right. You two, know what I mean? That's what are, I thought it was. There are two informal um, definitions of damn hmm. in Christian belief: to be condemned by God and suffer eternal punishment in hell, hmm. or to just condemn, especially by the public expression of disapproval. So or, there am I to be damned you in your eyes? Thick lady. Damn! Damn! damn. Well, that's that's D- a good damn. D- yeah. <laughs> thick with two C's? Not a goddamn. Yeah. No, good damn. Good damn. <laughs> um, I, and it's, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a, a bite on the book, because this is a very pretty book, and I really like it. It's just, it struck me as jarring. Like, well, if you're going to censor, censor. If you're, you're, you're going to say don't. one F word. Yeah. 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 Well, Which, it, you know, that I had a, I had a separate... A separate thing to that, they 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 call the kid a fag, and I thought kids kids. I'm thinking of millennials. You know, they're very. Are, are they yeah, saying that? It, it think, no like one a says a that 90s anymore. Really, movie about a bully for sure. <laughs> you know, yes. Yeah. Um, and I thought no one says that any anymore. And then literally two kids were coming into my shop. They were maybe nine or ten, mm-hmm. and I heard the one say to the other as they were coming in, he called him, "Don't be a." F-, you know. Yeah. And I went, "Oh, Ooh. oh, they do say it. Yeah. Oh, look yeah. at that. Yeah, it's um, what's um." R and F, right? They say retard all yeah. the time, and they oh, say that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, I'll tell you what time it is. What time is it? It's time for Thunder Round. Thunder it's Round. Yeah. What's a Thunder Round, Len? Uh, thunder Round is where we, or one of us, takes 60 seconds to give you a short review of a comic book. Six seconds. Yeah. All right. So, oh, I'm up first. Look at that. It's me. Um... So timer? somebody else should keep so the timer. Oh, the yeah. Timer. Oh, yeah. yeah you yeah. can't see it. All right. Brian, you've got the timer. I have the timer. 60 the timer seconds on the clock. Start. We ready? Yep. All right, here we go. Start. Oh. So Safe Sex number three, SFSX number three by Tina Horn and Alejandra Guterres. Guterres? Guterres. I don't know. Um, this is the third issue of a series that I've really been enjoying. Um, it's about sexuality and sex work and um, trying to, you know, espouse the positivities of those things in a world where conservatives have taken over and they've deemed that hey you can only have sex using this fitbit for like three minutes and you can do it missionary style and that's it it's for procreation only um so sex for fun and profit is outlawed etc um the first two episodes of this have been great this issue felt extraneous and it it goes back to the beginning of issue two and it shows us a different um, point of view of how those characters wind up smashing the window in episode two and it just didn't it, it felt extraneous I didn't care for it very much the art really did not speak to me at all it felt very rushed and um, it lacked End of round. damn it but I guess we know how they got we'll, that stool. We'll never yeah, know. Exactly. We will it's never the, know what it lacked. It's the secret origin off. of the stool. Um, um, feeling issues are rough. Like it's yeah. either going to be. Fe- but also, it feels like more of a. This puzzle is the or third not. issue. Why is there a fill-in issue? Yeah, yeah. Ask, it, ask I, I usually don't like it when they go back to the like. Here's how this part of the story came to be. Yeah. Usually, and the choice of the photos was odd. Yeah. Oh yeah. They yeah. They, the artist put. Actual photos of, I assume, yeah. sex workers. Which was only odd because it wasn't in the first two. Yeah. You know. It was, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. It was a new artistic choice. Um, Noel, you're up for Avengers number 26 by Jason Aaron and Dal Keown. And, and Justice League number 36, Scott Snyder, Francis Manipole, and Howard Porter. Now, are you doing 30 seconds and 30 seconds? Uh, I'm going to meld 60 all together because it's, I'm comparing the two books together. And okay, cool. Yeah. Double we'll put, thunder. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> um... 60 seconds on the clock, go. Um, I wanted to lump these two together because um, they are arguably the flagship titles of both large pillar publishers, uh, Mm -hmm. Justice League on DC and Avengers on um, Marvel. So I've been reading both of these since they jumped in this first... This first iteration, this first phase, Scott Snyder's Justice League, I've been falling off of. It's 36 issues in of the same storyline. It's getting more and more massively convoluted. And the Avengers is kind of doing a very similar storyline of the final host, um, kind of the beginning of the world, uh, gods that we weren't aware of kind of thing. But the way that Aaron is doing it versus the way that Scott Snyder is doing it is just completely different and much more effective. They have been having all these other different tonally effective um arcs in between it hasn't been all the same and they've been doing this thing 26 is a perfect version of it where they in between arcs there will be an introductory or origin a fill-in issue of end of round original (laughs) avengers no (laughs) (laughs) blank damn it um all right brian Yes. You get to do Masters of the Multiverse Ooh. number one. He-Man Masters of the Multiverse yes. number one. These are not just any Masters of the Multiverse. What's that? Indeed. Many people uh, do in this issue. Yeah. Uh, Tim <laughs> Seeley and Dan Fraga. 60 seconds on the clock. Go. So uh, I was interested to read it. I probably wouldn't have picked it up if it wasn't uh, being reviewed for this show, but I was interested because He-Man is awesome, and I have not... Had much to do with He-Man in the for a long, long time, um, but uh, it was fun to it was fun to go back. And they have different, you know, the different versions. The Dolph Lundgren movie version uh, is in there, none of which I remember clearly, but I loved it. I, you know, or that whole deal. So it was fun. Uh, they the twist is that the anti-He-Man, his universe is guy who becomes Skeletor, Keldor, uh, is their their hope. You know, so it spends a lot of time with him. Um, on his Earth, and then the other He-Man show up. There was one very small He-Man um, who they didn't really explain, like, well, what's this He-Man's deal? But he could be one from a previously existing story, that, like a version of He-Man that I don't know about. Um, and he definitely seemed, like, toy-oriented, like he had 
toy attacks and that kind of thing. Although he lost them. But he still had Easter. Oh, I wonder what he still had. I'll never know. Well, I did say it. Well, I didn't hear it because it was, it was a very good end of Well, round. it's recorded. <laughs> <laughs> go back. <laughs> Hold on. I want to go back and listen to the layers. Yeah. Uh, can, can, I, can I say one one real quick thing? Yeah. Ask, ask Joel. Uh, no. Not yep. Joel. Not Joel. No. Get, let's get uh, Joel. I'll, I'll respond to both. Thank you. <laughs> um, in regards to Justice League. Yeah. I had collected like the first two trades of Scott Snyder's run mm -hmm. on Justice League, and I felt similarly to you even after those two trades. Like, this story is still, yeah, this is still the same damn story. Yeah, and I'm like, and when I would like look in, you know, afterwards, I'm like, are these? Is this really still the same freaking story? Is that enjoyable? Is it enjoyable at all? Because no. the art is pretty decent. I'm dropping it. Really? Mm. Uh, yeah, I've talked to these guys about it. Like, it, there's on like I'll describe to them what happened in the last issue. It sounds awesome. It sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's like watching an action movie for 48 hours. Yeah. Solid. You mean and you're just 48 like, hours? No, not, not 48 oh, hours. Another 48 movie. hours? Um, I got you. But like watching explode. <laughs> just, it's been, um, I, I don't know, it's just like a, a rock song that goes on for 45 minutes with like one tune. Mm. Like just, just the same mm. chord over yeah, and over yeah, again yeah. for 45 minutes. Could be your favorite chord. Doesn't matter. It's just you need out. Yeah, um, which is crazy too. It's like Scott Snyder doing the Justice League. It is a James you would Tinian, think, didn't he? Right? Tinian's been jumping in and out. Okay. Uh, and honestly, in hindsight, too, my favorite issues have been the Tinian ones because mm. those ones are like away from the main story and and focus on a mm. character or focus on a villain and kind of move the plot along as opposed to just plot, 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 plot. Well, move the character plot along as opposed right, to just right. like this piece of MacGuffin and this piece of MacGuffin mm -hmm. and then this piece of mm -hmm. MacGuffin and everyone's getting the MacGuffin. It was just, <laughs> it's, it's become very cumbersome to the point where I just, I'm, I'm not interested anymore. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. it, it, it sort of surpasses that line of the things that I enjoy that are Donny Cates and, and Jason Aaron are doing with their work, mm -hmm. uh, where it feels big and epic and fun. And there's all of these big and epic and fun ideas in this Scott Snyder Justice League, starting from Dark Knight's Metal. Yeah. There's so much stuff that's just jam-packed in there that it feels overstuffed, mm -hmm. and I can't keep track of it all, and I get a little annoyed. Um, are you saying you felt that way with Dark Knight's Metal also? Yeah. Because yeah. I definitely, yeah, yeah. I definitely like, agree. Th there was still something about it that I thought, oh, that was fun and, and mm. kooky. But there was also a little bit of like, ah, still don't have a full con uh, conceptual. There was an issue of that that I thought I had missed an issue because like there's just like so many things are mm -hmm. introduced and I was like, wait, did I? Yep. Was there a whole it's a just, whole part of the story? It's just yeah. it just feels loud instead of anything else. Like it's yeah. just it's all mm. in your face. Yeah, it's wow. a, it's a lot of noise with no melody. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, let's move on to question the deaths of Vic Sage number one by Jeff Lemire Dennis Cohen and various on art hmm. for years Vic Sage has worn the faceless mask of the question to clean up the streets of Hub City by sheer force of will he knows right from wrong he knows black from white but what happens when he is drawn into a conspiracy he is colorblind <laughs> he is colorblind when he is drawn into a conspiracy that reaches from the heights of Hub City power to the depths of its underground tunnels Oh. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot more I here. Like, I like the section it. where he identifies what is black and what yeah. is white. Yeah. In, it's most of the book. Yeah. Yeah. He's like just pointing pages. to things. Yeah. Black. That thing white, is black. White, black. <laughs> that's oh. red. Shut up. <laughs> that's not what I'm here for. Um, so, uh, Noel, you had a pretty good response to this. So how would you feel about it? Uh, I thought it was really fun. Um, first of all, I, I, I'm glad that black uh, the these uh, prestige format black label books are not just about the Joker and Batman. Oh now. yes, mm. yes. Um, so this is this was nice. Um, mm -hmm. I I didn't I don't really know much about Vic Sage other than uh, what I read in Fifty Two when he okay. was training Renee Montoya. Right. Mm -hmm. So the idea of him being a essentially a cable news pundit. Uh, mm -hmm. During the day, being right. a social justice warrior, and at night, being kind of a prick of yeah, a really is of a um, <laughs> crime fighter. Yeah, detective. Uh, yeah. It's it's you get a very kind of um, schizophrenic hmm. uh, kind of multiple personality kind of thing with him. I know that's not exactly what it is, but it really is. It's it's uh, it's a harsh side of the same coin, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. is really really interesting. Um, the art was rough, but it was rough in kind of a classic way because then mm -hmm. you look at it, it's Dennis Cowan and. Bill Sienkiewicz, it's just yeah. like, oh, it's scratchy. You can definitely TV feel scratchy. the Sienkiewicz. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I really dug how it ended. It it almost became a horror book at the end, mm -hmm. which 
I wasn't expecting. I thought it was going to be a noir crime, but then it turned into this secret societies, visions, monsters kind of thing at the end. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. tell me something different. This is kind of fun. Yeah, yeah I, I dug it. Um, it seemed to reveal that there have been other questions in the yeah. past. Which is which, weird. Uh, I don't know how many times I can... You can take a character that is a singular character and then be like, ah, he comes from a long uh, line yeah. of Iron yeah. Fists. You yeah. never knew. How yeah. many long lines yeah. are there? Because yeah. Iron Fist, that was always the case, right? Like well, from, oh, was it not? I don't no, think so. Don't it think wasn't so. until, was oh. it Fraction or Brubaker? Who it was, was Brubaker and Fraction. Oh, that's yeah. funny. both of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that one makes like, a little more sense, though, because he's mystical. Sure, you know? sure. Yeah, but, but I guess I wonder if there there seems to be a mysticism element to this as well. Oh, they did that in the New 52, remember? And then they oh, dropped it like immediately. Where he was, it was, was actually... Um, I don't think they revealed who he actually was. Oh, it's Judas. It was Judas. No, that was Phantom Stranger. Oh, my bad. Oh, that's and what then, I was thinking But of. he was one of them. Yeah. It was him and uh, Pandora. Uh, Pandora and the question, question, and you don't find out the who Trinity he is. The Trinity of Sin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That was, <laughs> yeah. There was a lot about that that actually, I was not into. Actually, wait. Yeah. Jeff Lemire wrote some of that shit. Did he? Oh, Did really? he? Yeah. During the Trinity you? War, he wrote the question. Oh, man. Uh, this uh, is starting to hurt now. Uh, well, but that was a whole other kind like of- question I still I actually like it. just learned that the question was the guy i think steve ditko created him yes, and did. he was there was another character that he had done and he was like oh, that like that won't be code approved so i'll create this that was mr a yeah um i, I just read an article about that so it was interesting also in the other direction uh further down the line it was interesting to see the question say herm yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Rorschach style, yeah. Herm. You know? Well, my question yeah. to you guys was: I don't have. I also, Noel, do not have a lot of experience with the question, other than like he was in the Justice League cartoon and he was voiced. It, that by was it, awesome. By the an dude that voices like. him is great. Jeffrey yeah. Combs. Jeffrey Combs. Oh yeah, he's yeah. great. Perfect. He's Perfect. fantastic. Yeah. But um, I, I always found him a little standoffish and a little brusque. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, you know, in stark contrast with Safe Sex, which we were talking about earlier, which is very sex positive, sex worker positive. This one straight up is like. Well, at least I'm not a whore. Yeah, I didn't um, like that. I was like, oof, <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like that. That was a little no. gross. I didn't like it at all. But then yeah. I feel, and here's where my question comes in about the question, mm. is I know Rorschach was based on the question. He was supposed to be the question in The Watchmen before mm-hmm. he wasn't allowed to use those characters. Did you find Rorschach to be an accurate representation of a question character? Because this feels more Rorschach-y to me than the, the question that I know from the cartoon. No, I think Rorschach, once Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons realized that they couldn't use the, the Charlton characters like they wanted, which is where the question originally came from, yeah. um, I think they then put together Rorschach, and then that, then they just went balls to the walls, okay. right? And that was one of the reasons why DC didn't want them to use Charlton, because they kind of had an idea of where they wanted to go with the character. It's like, oh, we don't want you to go that far with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, but now... Especially since Rorschach is probably a more popular character now yeah. than, than than certainly Vic Sage's question is. They're kind of like, you know, retconning some of that aesthetic into the question. Case in point, his his brushness about the whole uh, sex, the sex, sex worker. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something Rorschach would would have said. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Steve Ditko's question would have been so abrupt he might have been you know brusque yeah, yeah. but not I like see. it's not like aggressively a, like a, the snake eating its own tail when it comes to who's mimicking or, or mm-hmm. oh, well yeah. that's yeah. what yeah that's yeah. What, yeah. yes good point that's yeah. kind of how i felt about it like this feels like they're adding in a little bit more rorschach than previously i also well, I, don't know where this take how this or when this takes place because yeah. there's a lot of elements of it that feel 1950s 60s there's yeah. some mm-hmm. elements that feel Late seventies, early eighties. It also does not feel like the question that we've been getting in Event Leviathan. Not at all. Hmm. So yeah, I can't tell where exactly. Well, isn't the question in Event Leviathan? Isn't that both of them? Both of them. They're They're both there. Oh, okay. And uh, given my druthers, I would actually prefer the Renee Montoya question. Yeah. And I kind of like the idea of the two of them. I've I've always really liked the mentor-mentee superhero Hmm. relationship. So having a you know. Vic Sage question and Renee Montoya question. At first, I was a little, I was a little jarring, but I was like, oh, I would kind of like to watch the two of them hang out more. Are yeah. you guys? Are yeah. you? Am I the only one that's current on Lois Lane? Yeah, yeah, I'm a little yeah. behind. Well, keep reading it. Yeah, cool. Yeah, they're right. both in it. Yeah, it's mm. a great book. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I heard a quote by Ditko. I think it was something that he said. His power, the question's power, is 
always knowing what is right and wrong and never compromising about mm. it. So, which I thought was an interesting take. Like, that's his deal. is this, like, force of his own self-assuredness and always following through. So, you I think know, that's you know where the brusqueness is. Who does that? Uh, Villains. Yes. Ugh. They know what is right and wrong. And, yeah, it's you true. I mean, I mean like the villain, have, they hero in their own story they quote kind of thing. They quote know what is sure. right and wrong. But in comics, that is also the greatest ability of, like, Batman is they, that, well, you know that he's going to choose the right thing. Yeah. Although they this know guy, black so and much. white, though. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know difference. that has not yeah. been shown conclusively. The question understands all the levels of black and That's white. That's true. Yeah. That's a really good point. That's a power unto itself. I like. <laughs> Although I would say all of the levels of black and white it would just be gray. One level Shh. per. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one right. is white and one is right. black. Everything else is gray. Um, I like this. I will. I will. Yeah, no, this. It was different. I'm hmm. intrigued by it. Yeah. I can't say I enjoyed it. I was like, hmm, I can't wait for number two. But I was like, oh, this is interesting mm. enough. I think two will be, uh, you know, uh, not unlike how Harleen was, I think two is going to like really kind of solidify whether I like it or not. Because mm-hmm. that first issue was different enough to kind of hook me into a story I wasn't interested in. Yeah. And that second issue of Harleen was like, oh, shit, cool. Yeah. And I, I'm hoping that's the same kind of like. I felt opposite about Superman Year One. I felt. Mm. One and two, I was like, well, oh, neat. And then three, I was like, oh. Your butt. <laughs> I, <laughs> I felt like that halfway through one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let's wrap it up with X Marks the X Spot, our new segment wherein we just talk about the Hickman books. <laughs> now, is there only one Hickman book this week? I mean, that how, feels weird. How how yeah, so. structured or or are we on like oh, X not. books? Because. Deadpool came out. Deadpool and did come Excalibur out. came out. We didn't read that. Oh, Excalibur came out. Oh, there oh, was another one. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. shoot! So we we've already kind of blown oh, this segment out. The, out Dead spot. pooch. So. I mean, we've got one X book. Just Marauders then. Yeah. yeah. Just Marauders. Not the X spot. All right. Um, Marauders, Marauders number two <laughs> <laughs> by Jerry Duggan and Matteo Lolly. The Hellfire Trading Company has control of mutant trade on the seas, but that doesn't mean its inner circle is done stabbing one another in the back. As Captain Pride and her marauders sail on, the real cutthroats are back home, dot, dot, dot. What, wait, what happens? I don't know. <laughs> no. Um, This book is great. I really yeah. like it. I have some uh, questions yeah. about the characterization of Kate Pride, but she's clearly going through things and clearly making some changes. I think you're right. Just the Kate thing is like signifying, well, she wants to be different, mm-hmm. so characterization stuff maybe gets that leeway now when these things happen though i wonder if it is just the creators are changing the character moving forward or if we're getting a story about something is up with this character she's acting out of character Mm. is this leading us down a dark path of some sort um i like the new changes i like the new adam ant coat i like the (laughs) tattoos that say Mm -hmm. uh what was it again hold fast hold fast when she was i saw that she was getting knuckle tattoos i was like what could that possibly say and it's pretty dope her power set that is another interesting layer on oh my god yeah I didn't um, even notice the tattoos. And then she, you know, she comes along and she's dropping. Uh, she's like, says she calls someone a bitch. Um, she does. And add in a, in a sort of callback to the not saying he almost says it, mm-hmm. and then it's like they cut it off in a way that would be done censoring without showing it. Yeah. And then she says it on the yeah. next page. It was a cool, uh, yeah, cool. I think, flip. I think this kind of break from her character fits with the last like year or two of her. Uh-huh. Uh, well, like in in Marvel time too. Like she returned from. Phasing a giant bullet, um, mm. had a, a failed marriage proposal, um, all kinds of other crazy stuff, and then now all of your all of your people, friends, family, loved ones, are invited to this paradise, and nah, but not you. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I I get this like rebellious streak of her. I, I really actually really appreciate it. I like it a lot. And she's been the kid of the X Men. Yeah. You know that it, if you took her as a as a person, right? Like so. She must have felt like always the youngest one around, and then now she's clearly not. You know, I mean, it's been a long time. Leader of this group, yeah, yeah, and but those things, you know, people's perceptions Mm -hmm. tend to be set in stone sometimes, and so I could see her wanting to be like, "Hey, I'm a, I'm a." Also, I completely forgot. Like she, she was the headmistress of the Xavier School for. Oh, I forgot about that too. Yeah, like she, uh, she invited. All of those kids from the past and took care of them and all this crazy right. shit happened on her Oh, when they were the young yeah, like, X-Men, she uh, was the head She has gone through a lot of stuff oh. and arguably it is not reflected in how she's characterized in other books and now mm. it finally is. So I actually think that's pretty mm. cool. It is characterized in how she's written. Um, I do think that sometimes the art 
portrays her as a little Too younger young. than she, yeah. I think she mm-hmm. actually is supposed to be. Now that is in probably indicative of the just the artists themselves because even Storm looks kind of young. Yeah, uh, it is a, that kind of stuff. Even Bishop looks younger yeah. than he would normally. Right, you know, right. he's less grizzled. So <laughs> so that yeah. so that was like a just a little jarring to me. But other than that, it's a fun book. I didn't necessarily enjoy the whole tete-a-tete between um, Emma and uh, Sebastian Shaw. Sebastian mm-hmm. Shaw. I mean, I got what they were going for. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that I thought that maybe their their dialogues maybe like a little overwritten at mm-hmm. times. But for the most part, it was, it was fun. It's a fun. I book. was enjoying how frustrating she was for him. Yeah, because aren't there kind of exes, right? Are like they? she was well, she was a part of the Hellfire Club oh, originally. Oh, definitely. But was there a romantic element there? I think it's just like old school adversaries, like yeah. very much. Yeah. Like uh, I always kind of thought the Hellfire tension. Club was a little. Uh, they probably slept uh, together. Let's a little sassy. Let's get out with it. I mean, yeah, like, they probably did. We're all kind of hanging out. And we're right. drinking. We're in a club. And they yeah. wear lingerie. Uh, they wear lingerie out. as their <laughs> you know? costumes. Right, right, right. I always thought there was a little bit That's of their hanging out outfit. Yeah. Yeah, some fiddle diddles. Probably some fiddle uh, diddles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you guys feel about Pyro's face tattoo? Just I was like, just, that was just strange. Like born. This yeah. is what you want is a I, is a skull. Yeah, like the <laughs> that whole felt very face. weird about this that. The scene right. itself was really funny though. It's like no, no tattoos. Absolutely not. Hell no. And then it cuts to him like getting a face tattoo. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when they when they said <laughs> that like, when they great. showed that I was like, all right. He must is going to get stopped halfway in between. It's not going to get done or nothing like that. And then you see him with this big black. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Also, will that be there? Are tattoos the same for them? Right? Is he like, ah, next time I die, it's fine. You know, oh, like, I'll, like I won't have this point. anymore. That's what yeah. I mean. Like he, well, he just was resurrected. Yeah. As a younger, younger, dumber version of himself, as a guinea pig <laughs> of it. So, so I'm thinking that his whole thing is just like. There are no consequences now, and who gives mm. a shit? That's a great point. I was because yeah. my first thought was like, I wonder yeah. how they're going to undo this. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, they will if they want. They're just like, oh, he's reborn. Well, we can't do that anymore. Assuming that, yeah, that's weird. The Xavier th- and they're like, oh, we don't know if we can even come back anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was the thing we were all talking about when the cliffhanger happened of like, oh no, Xavier's dead. But like, well, right. they all come back, so what's the point? So I like that they actually bring that up in here of like, mm, can we yeah. just bring him back? Well, I don't maybe, know. maybe that maybe he'll be like, oh shit, I have a face. Yeah, what have I done? <laughs> right. Yeah, and I still can't create my own fire. That's always with him. It's like, I mean, it's a mutant power. You get what you get, but yeah. it's like, yeah, he just controls fire. Mm-hmm. That must, I don't know. Is that a bummer I mean, for him, yeah. or is he fine with it? Yeah, so he might be all right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Just get a lighter. It is still cool. I mean, I'm not one to complain about, right? Being like, it's able like, to oh, you can only control fire, yeah. <laughs> right? It just seems like. You know, uh, given the rest of the other, like <laughs> Iceman is made out of ice at this point. Yeah, you know, good point. Yeah. The Just art was. Ice I love Matteo Lolly's <laughs> art in this book. I think it looks great. Yeah, the art is great. Really nice. Yeah, it's, it's a very, it's a fun book. Mm-hmm. It's a very fun book. It's right now probably my favorite X Men book. And I'm digging this new sassier Kate Pride. Man, she's all right. Yeah, I dig. I, I dig her. I, I'm curious where it goes in the end when she kind of walks in like yeah. Captain Jack Sparrow. But I'm, I'm interested in like what happens. But uh, yeah, she's always been sort of the kid of the X Men for so long, for decades. She was like the the kid sister of the X Men. Yeah. And so now she's finally coming into her own, and I like her a lot. Yeah. yeah. Although uh, I, I didn't realize it until I looked again at the cover when we were about to do it. They tell you exactly. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. there she is. I mean, they kind of tell you midway through the book anyway. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, it's obviously going to be Kate Pride. Yeah. But I hadn't taken note. It. You know. What's that, Noel? It was a hard cut after they mention it, like. Uh, I've already chosen the Red Queen, and it's a hard cut to her, like, reaching yeah, her yeah, bottom. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah. I yeah. just didn't see it on the cover until after. Yeah. Like, pretty, there she it's is. It's pretty rad. Uh, I didn't notice that on the cover either. Now mm-hmm. you uh, point that out. And the, hey, yeah, where like, is advancing um, the thing. Where's her dragon? He was, Lockheed, Lockheed was there. Oh, yeah. was he? He no, was like, don't he, give Pyro to. That's when I thought, yeah, like, oh, right, he doesn't control for, still. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, you're right. And he goes to, like, get the big guy, and she's like, I got this lock. Mm-hmm. Takes him out with some pressure points. Now, okay, I did not. Batrock. Batrock. Batrock the Oh, that, part, that was a he great was scene. Great. Yeah. He was awesome. Like, hey, can look, can you just, just, like, I don't know, give me some drinks or can we do. Courtesy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not, I don't want any trouble. The dancing thing was cool, too. Very piratey. And, I know. And it was made so cool, cool by the phasing part. You know, it's a twist on it. Yeah. Uh, I think I yeah. love this book. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, is yeah, my yeah. favorite of, yeah. of the new Hickman run. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Easily. Mm. Easily. Yeah. Um, now, I didn't quite understand what was happening with the ships. They had a ship, and then Batrock was trying to hijack another so, ship? No, Batrock was taking the the 
drugs, the X Men or the the, the mutant Krakoan drugs. Uh, Shaw is supposed to be deli- running a black market thing yeah. on on the surface, but delivering them. I guess it is a black market to countries that that they uh, the governments won't allow them or yeah. whatever. So then Shaw took this shipment and he was trying to sell them to people who in the U.S. who can pay pay a lot for them, but the U.S. is not. They were doing all right. He's trying to to skim his own shipments. Exactly. So so the Black King was supposed to be shipping these drugs to other places that can't get them. Mm -hmm. And then he sent Batroc Zilliper to hijack it. Mm -hmm. So then Kate was just like, F it, we're going to sink the boat. And we've already dispatched another one. On Emma's orders, too. Emma being like... Uh, I know that the Black King is doing this, so I want to send a message. Make sure that this, you know, we're going to burn all that shipment. We're going to make sure more gets there. I see. They were essentially sending a message that they have the power to the Black King, even though they're in league with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. Okay, cool. Thank you. I had a little bit of confusion with that, and I was like, what? I don't, I don't, anyway. Yeah, it's all like trading company politics. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 It was cool. But yeah, this is great. Um, Anything else before we split? Uh, no. Except to wish everybody a very happy and safe holiday. Oh, yeah. Oh, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Yes. Mm. Mm. I have some yeah. more ap- uh, pumpkin pie. That was good pumpkin, was pie. Good pumpkin pie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I should have that for breakfast. Um, you <laughs> can help the show out if you want to go to patreon.com slash johnnythestructo. Every week we put up a thunder round. Thunder round. 60-second uh, review just for the patrons. Uh, sometimes Noel helps me out, and that's a lot of fun. Uh, also, uh, you can go to coffee.com slash johnnythestructo. That's K-O-F-I, and help out that way. You can email us at cultspopgo at gmail.com. Len, where can the people find you? Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at the Bat Tribble, or you can always find my other crew, the Black Tribbles, on social media. It's all the social medias, and check us out wherever you, wherever you find podcasts. No, uh, you can find me on social media um, uh, at Mr. Bartocci, B A R T O C C I, on Twitter, and or just message the Cult Pop Facebook page or something like that. We yeah. all we all kind of see it. And we all love it. No, That's just true. in case, I'm not sure if you've ever specified. Is it M R Bartocci? It's not M I S T E R. M R. Just in case, there's all these people trying to follow him, yeah, and they can't they find, find me. Just okay. type in Bartocci. It's totally like you, there could be me. a different Mr. Bartocci. He's getting all your followers. He's been systematically killing off all of them. Yeah, kind of like the. Oh, uh, God. But, uh, you can, the there real be twist, only though, one is the Highlander. With yeah. my mind oh, powers. Noel has been killing the other Bartochis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought the other Bartochi was killing Noel's followers. Oh like, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be weird. That'd be terrible. Either yeah. one really is yeah. bad. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, Ro- Brian. Yes. No. How about you? I can be found at brianleapdesign.com. <laughs> you can also be found at Mr. Bartochi, M R B A R T. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will talk at you later. Bye. We it. Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah. This is